Hello guys, welcome to episode 14 of the Blue Co Project podcast. I've got the podcast name right there for a second. I knew it, I knew he was going to screw it up. <laughs> it's your host Matt, back for what is another depressing podcast, talking about Chelsea. Um, for once, I am joined by the usual uh, Carlito Jesters, but I'm also joined by the wonderful Jessica Frota. Guys, I don't want to ask how you're doing because... This is shit, and we all know it's shit, but apart from Chelsea, how are you all doing? Well, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a dubious question, Matthew. Um, I, I love this sport. I mean, I, I bled for this sport. I, I, not just as a player, but as a coach. I, you know, I, I've been around it a long time. And, you know, for me, especially as a coach, the most important thing the most the position of the most paramount importance was always midfield it's always going to be midfield and one position in particular the attacking midfield position is the position it is where you put your best player it is the most crucial position because it's the thing it's the guy that solves the final like equation of the game breaking down the final third it's the hardest thing to teach it's the hardest thing to do and it's the attacking midfielder's job to really be the key that unlocks it and you know this is the position that Zidane played best player I've ever seen this is the position that Ozil played I mean he was king shit at Real Madrid you watch some of the compilations of him at Real Madrid he was unbelievable okay this this is the most important position. This is the this is the position that uh, who's that Argentinian guy uh, played for Boca Juniors? Um, I can't even remember. Riquelme. This is a position that Riquelme played, right? It's the most important position. So you have to get it right. D mid number eight. Blah blah blah. Okay, you can be industrious, you can be decent, and you can do all right at it. This position you cannot compromise. It has to be an elite player playing this position. And if you want to be an elite club, which we are, we have been for 25 years. If you want to be that club, you have to have the playmaker, the chukarista, the number 10, the guy that sits in the hole, the second striker, the guy, the Reggie Jackson, straw that stirs the drink. And if it's Connor Gallagher, then you simply don't have it. And that's how I feel today, Matt. Connor Gallagher, that's my answer. I mean, surely that's not that's not the be all and end of this whole team. I mean, Conor Gallagher does not make you lose four two to Wolves, four one to Liverpool on his own. He doesn't help. Doesn't help, but I don't think it's that. I, I it, it's one of many reasons, but it's surely not the only reason. Well, when the other players in the team do not want to pass to the attacking midfielder, it's a problem. Yeah, I I mean I I, I get I, I I agree with you. Um, I mean, like Conor Gallagher was not was the one change, well, one of potentially two changes they would have made to the starting lineup. But um, I think there's there's so many problems in this team. It's it's just not even funny now. Um, how ridiculous this is. Um, Jesters, obviously you were popped out a lot. Uh, I don't I don't know whether Carlito is potch out at all um, at the moment, but just as you've been potch out for a while, um, 
anything you want to add kind of onto this in terms of what you're going on? Yeah, well, yeah, um, I, <laughs> no, ahead, I don't Jessica. think I'm not. I don't like to be any manager out. I've never been in my life. I don't think I will be like to to just embrace the pot, uh, the posture of just asking for a manager to be sacked. Um, it's just not me. But I understand why a lot of fans are. Um, what I will do, no matter who the manager is, and I, I can be very critical, and I think we should be. Um, there are obvious problem problems here. Um, I don't think that if we change the manager, all of our problems are going away. I believe that with the squad that we do have, even though there are obviously positions that we need to address, mainly you know the center forward, arguably a left back, um, and you know depending on the person, they will say a winger or whatever. So we can improve the squad, but with the squad that we do have, we shouldn't be sitting at 11. And that's, in my opinion, on the manager as much as it is on a certain few players. Uh, because the manager who was supposed to put his best 11 on the field, and I was very, um, I, I, I try to be very objective, so I always try to be balanced, and I knew that we had to deal with a lot of injuries and all of that, but he had a really strong squad today. In my opinion, he didn't choose the best 11, but he chose a good a good lineup, even, even though I disagree with two players that he started with. Um, so I think he deserves a lot of the blame for the position that we are in right now, simply because, as I said, I think for a different manager has has us higher up in the table. But I also think, and people sometimes don't want to talk about it, part of the blame is also due to the structure that we have in place in terms of footballing structure. We have sporting directors who... Um, didn't have a lot of experience before. Um, one of them came to be to oversee uh, our international clubs and the multi-club club thing. And the other came in as someone who can identify talent. So none of them had... It's one thing to be able to identify talent, which I think we did very well. Uh, most of, of the signings that we do that we did make uh, with the young younger players and all of that, there were, you know, players that there were... It was not arguable whether or not they had talent so I think we did that very well but that's not the same as building a competitive squad that is able to compete at the moment and still progress into the future so I have a lot of questions in terms of the people that are making the decisions and I also think that we we ended up with with the manager that we do have after supposedly a very extensive extensive process with, the, with the, the, the current people in charge choosing the manager. So if the manager goes now, which I'm not pro and I'm not against, by the way, I won't have any feelings actually, um, whether he <laughs> if, if leaves. Ice but, cold, uh, ice cold. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know it, it's going to be the same people choosing the next manager. So how do we know that, you know, the same things, it's not going to repeat itself. So I believe that, Sure, if you want the manager gone, fair enough. And we have to hope we bring in a new manager. But I don't want the change to stop with the manager. I want to see changes in the way that we approach things. Um, we, we did get really good talent, but right now it's clear that we need a little bit more experience to decide. So are we willing to change a little bit of our approach in terms of adding players of that caliber and stuff like that? So I think it, it needs to be a deeper change. And uh, one thing with... We'll call him Jared, Matt, because Jester's and Jessica, it sounds too similar. And uh, Matt was not saying that Jessica's poach out. 
Matt was saying that Jared is poach out. Jared, what do you got? Yeah, well, you know, currently it's 11.21 a.m. In, in the great state of Texas. Um, and, and I have almost finished my first drink of the day. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and I had choices. I had a choice between uh, Tangeray, which is a, a London dry gin, or bourbon. Gross. I chose bourbon because I'm not drinking anything that said London on it today. <laughs> not after By the that. way, Jared, the fact that gin is one of your choices is reprehensible. That drink tastes like trees. What's well, made from juniper berries? It's awful. Ugh. Okay, well, Tangeray is pretty dang good. Ugh. You put some Sprite on top of it, it, it goes all day long. That's offensive. Well, I'm sorry. Some people have taste. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's bad taste is what it is. I didn't say it was good. I said <laughs> taste. Oh. So, all right, carry on. Good Lord. The, the, the biggest problem with this club as it is, the one change you can make to help this team out is the manager. Uh and, and I, I hate to call people names, but this guy is a Malacca. If you don't know what a Malacca is, first of all, you, you haven't ever watched Weird Science from the okay. 80s, and that's bad for you. And two, it's, 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 it's a Greek word. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's a Greek word? Okay, got it. It's Greek. So, uh, yeah, if, if you look it up, it's slang, and, uh, yeah, you'll figure out what I mean. And this is what our team looks like right now. It's just a bunch of individuals running around on the pitch with no structure, no no idea of what we're supposed to do, when we're supposed to do it, who's covering for who, um, who's who's the hot read. You know, if you get pressed, who's the hot read and where's that guy at? Who's it supposed to be? None of that stuff. We got nothing. We got 11 individuals on the pitch. You know, it's just like a pickup game. Hey, let's play together. Let's go out one Sunday. That's what it looks like. There's no structure. There's nothing. You could have gone two different ways today, other than the way he went. You could have started Batty shield for Connor Gallagher and played a back three and matched up man for man across the pitch so you wouldn't be shortened in the area. You could have not played Connor Gallagher and started Carney Chugameka instead who also, even though he is not white, speaks English. I, I, I'm sorry, Potch, if you don't know that, what yeah. have you been doing? Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting I mean, criticism. I mean, there is also someone called Nicholas Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Jackson. I'm sure he can speak a couple of words of English. Uh, uh, you cannot yeah, use him. Let, let, let's, let's clarify. There's this, there's this uh, accusation around that Chelsea only plays white English players. And it's just not true, but... It, it is curious. Um, it is a curious situation, i got to be honest with you. Because Carney's, Carney's great. He's objectively great. Um, well, no, um, actually. I, I, can I just okay. oppose to this real quick? I don't think, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think he, he really likes Levi, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah Rhys James, for example. Sterling plays so, every bloody week. So that yeah, yeah it's just so a strange it's, accusation by this fan base. It's weird. No, it's I, I think it's a, I mean, it's a I mean, I mean, accusation, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It, yeah, I completely I think agree. It's with you. fair. I think, I think you lose, um, you lose your argument because I do agree that he has been making a lot of poor choices um, before early on with with playing players out of their, you know, out of position. You know, the whole fullback center back thing. Right now, um, we all know that Nkuku's best position is not a center forward. 
he is not. He likes to play with a, a center forward. And you had Nico on the bench, so why didn't he give a few minutes to see Nkuku and Nico together? I, I don't understand it. Uh, as you mentioned, Carney, for me, should have started the game as well. I don't know if he was fit enough to start, but I, I have to guess that he was because, you know, he you know, at least start and, and maybe, you know, finish the game or whatever it was. So there are questionable position, questionable decisions, in my opinion. Um, my main uh, question right now, it's, it's how he is using Enzo. I don't agree with it uh, because it leaves Kaiseido completely isolated. It happened again today and you, you saw almost Kaiseido like a, a lone pivot. Um, a lot of the time when and always had three players around him and being marked by three players. And obviously he, he did have a poor game, but I think part of it was because of the system that was employed. And I, I don't like that. I don't like Enzo higher up the pitch. We win so much with him being deeper and helping with the buildup. So I think there are genuine questions to be made with, with the manager we have. And when you just throw, uh, throw around things like that, about, oh, he's just playing because he's English, he's just playing because of this or that, you kind of lose you kind of lose your argument, lose your hand, in my personal opinion. Okay, well, yeah. the only reason I brought that up is because that's a direct quote from Pochettino. He said he plays Connor Gallagher because he speaks English. That's, I mean, if your manager's going to come out and say that... Unfortunately, he did, he did say that. Now, I don't <laughs> think that's what he meant... But he did say that. What, when so, was it? Was this, was this the quote ages ago? Of why it was? Captain? Yeah, he says he's, he can't have Enzo be captain because he doesn't speak English. So, I, I mean, if you're gonna put that stuff out there, then it's fine to use that as a. But, a, but there a, is, but there's a difference, right? There's I don't there I is. don't know what which quote you're referring to, but there is a big difference between having a captain that can communicate with the whole squad and not having a captain that can communicate with the whole squad. I'm not saying I agree with it. But at least you can see reasoning as opposed to, oh, he plays because he speaks English. Because if oh. that was the case, Thiago Silva wouldn't be playing because he barely speaks English. No, so. no, no that was, that's what I was referring to is the quote okay. that he made. Oh. And so I can't see any other reason to play the man other than the, the language that he speaks because he does nothing. He gives you nothing on the pitch. He gives you nothing going forward and he, he's not defensively sound. He's just a very low IQ baller. That, that just runs around a lot. So, well, according to half our fan base, he's one of the best players in the team. So, oh yeah, no, he, not just the fan base. It people, and this is this is this is rich coming from Joe Cole, who was one of the most skillful English players ever, ever. And for him to say Gallagher is is, is essential to this team for Jody Morris, Jody Morris, to come out and say, oh yeah, 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 we it'd be a travesty if if we got rid of Gallagher, same way that Matt Law said it'd be a travesty if we got rid of Mason Mount. Like th- these people know better, and I don't understand why when the when 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 the the rumors get hot and heavy, and Gallagher's about to be sold, do you have these luminaries like Morris, like Joe Cole, like Frank Lampard that come out and say, oh, they need to keep Gallagher. They need, the fuck we need to keep Gallagher? No, we don't. No, we don't. I'm sorry. But it, how can people not see this? It's really wild to me that they can't see that this dude has no touch. He is a wild reactionary player. He's not proactive at all. He's just reactionary. It's, 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 it's incredible to me. That someone like Joe Cole, who puts so much time and effort into being a smooth operator, for him to say 
that Connor Gallagher is one of the best players on this team. It, it's it's look, I don't get offended by anything. There's nothing you could throw at me that would offend me. Nothing, except for this. This player offends me because he's so bad, and it, it's, it's 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 making the team worse. Look at where we are at, and I know that this is a team sport. 120 yards by 80 yards. It's a big field. A lot of players on the field. He is the constant in this. And players don't want to play with him. I cannot imagine players like Cole Palmer and Enzo want to play with him. Because they barely pass him the ball at all. And if they do, it's out of necessity. Okay? This dude is one of the reasons why this team is so dysfunctional. And I, I, I do not care about the retort. I do not care... If people don't agree with me, I am bereft of caring. He is atrocious and it's going to lose Poach's job if they can, because I cannot imagine that Joe Shields wants Gallagher to be starting or even playing or even on this team. And Poach just continues to start. I don't know, but it's, it's it, cool. would, it, would, it would help if his pick was actually fit. Huh, that would help. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. This, this is the thing. I, I I am struggling at the moment because it, it's. I, I mean, I've been back in Poch for a while. I'm at the point now where if he's sat tomorrow morning, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But quite frankly, I'm looking above right now. Not maybe up right to the top of the owners, although. At the end of the day, they employ everyone here, so they do have an overall responsibility for it. But I'm looking at Win Stanley. I'm looking at Lawrence Stewart. I just don't have the confidence that these guys can pick the next manager. That actually is what is what people want in a new manager. That's why I'm kind of I'd rather stick with Poch at the moment and try and get him to fix the problems that he's making from the inside because I just don't trust them to pick a. I, I see them going for someone like Deserby, who's currently the flavour of the month for everyone, even though he's had quite a dreadful season at Brighton um, in the in the grand scheme of things and not at the level of Chelsea. Um, I don't want any of these flavour of the month managers at the moment. Um, the only manager I would bring in is Jose Mourinho, part three, to give these players an absolute bollocking yeah. um, because that's what they need. Um because we've, we've had we've had the two nice managers in Poch, in, in, in Poch and Potter, and clearly that doesn't work with these players. So maybe these players need a good old-fashioned bowler Um And yeah, I, I but I don't I don't trust I don't trust these guys to do it. And maybe look, I, I was looking at deeper at what the roles Win Stanley and Lawrence Stewart have done kind of in their past, and I don't think I wonder if they're just doing a, a role that's above them, and maybe they need to demote themselves and they have someone at the top of them doing the big job maybe, maybe, a, Matt, maybe a, that's that's what i that's what i meant they, they weren't brought in to be sporting director directors initially they were brought in one for be one to scout talent um and the other for the multi multi-club thing and then we had uh Vivo as well and then they fell out because of a different things he uh, he was pushing not for us to not sign not sign Poch and Paul really wanted to sign Poch and and kind of Vivo left and then they the the remaining two kind of became sporting directors right so they they weren't even brought in for that job they sort of kind of filled in a void and that that that's that's what we have right now um 
I, I actually think that the manager they would go for, and, and it would be Arn Slot, um, which I'm not uh, overly excited about. Um, I personally would have wanted to bring in Hubinga Moring from Sporting. He's the one that I wanted since before we brought in Potter, but that's just me. Um, I can't see how Jose works with them, with the current structure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I love him to pieces. I love him to pieces. Best manager we've had. Um, absolute legend. But with the current, like the way things are done within the club now, I don't see how it wouldn't be crazy to have him. Um, and just a word about Conor Gallagher, because um, I think that's why I was was brought in to be the voice of dissent. So I apologize. <laughs> disagree with you. Um, oh, she, she loves disagreeing with me. By the way, she loves it. Yeah, um, I I think it's like the truth lies somewhere in the middle for me. Um, I don't think that he should be a starter for us. I don't think, like for me, for example, today I I would have gone with a midfield of Enzo Caicedo and Karnichkomenka. That would be my my midfield three. So he's yeah. not someone that I see as an absolute starter. Um, I don't like that Poch made the the system or at least the midfield around him. I think Enzo should be the, should be the guy that we build the midfield around. Um, so I understand that and I agree with that. But I also don't think he's absolutely atrocious. I think he has tools that are useful. Um, he's a press machine. So I think he is someone that if you are um, clever, you know when to bring him on during certain matches in different moments of the game. So I think he is a very useful squad player. He's strong. He never tires. Um, so I think he is useful. I think that people wouldn't have that much problem with him if he were, in my opinion at least, utilized correctly and not always as a starting or, you know, starting 11 and made captain and all of that. So I think that's why a lot of fans revolt almost and, and just say that he is the worst in the world when I don't think that he is. I'm not saying that he's world-class or anything like that, but for me, he's just a, a decent, regular player that has tools to contribute. Um, but yeah, that that's just me. And I'm sorry, I just wanted to add that because, well, again, I think that's that's why I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, because I respect you, I will be critical of you, Jessica, because I respect you, and I do. Uh, I'm going to have to say that's kind of a tepid take. I think that, uh, I think that, he he inspires passion one way or the other in every fan uh, at this club. And I think to just say that, look, it's your take, and, and that's fine. But uh, I, just, I just, for him to, to remain on this team, uh, number one, I can't imagine that that's what he's signing up for. I think that he's a legend in his own mind, and he believes that he should be the starter the way that he was at Crystal Palace. So I don't think he would accept uh, that he's just uh, a bench player. Like it, it just, it's not going to happen. His representation, whether it's his agent or his manager, they won't allow that to happen either. There's, there's no way. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing against that. I'm not saying that he would accept or not. I am still fully expecting him to be sold in the summer because Good. Uh, despite of, of what the manager thinks, I, I believe the structure, you know, with the sporting director, believe that they have the, built a better midfield, and I think they count him as pure profit or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm just, um, so I, I actually I expect him to be sold in the summer, um, but I just don't like when when people can't like recognize that he has useful qualities 
and that if he was used properly, I really, really don't think that people would uh, hate him because right now you people either hate him or love him. There is no in between. And and I think we need to be more balanced. Just just me. But I completely respect your opinion, as you know, and, and everyone is allowed to to, you know, to view as, as they choose. Well, it's, I mean, like, hate, you know, I, I don't dislike the guy personally. I mean, this is more just me being critical about his play. And I, I just, it's just, I think he makes us a lesser team. And since the midfield is the most crucial part of every team, you know, and, and if he's going to receive the ball 60 times a game, whew, wow, you're asking for a really messy situation, which it always is with him, so... Yeah, I, I was, you know, I used my two dad jokes up pre-game. So yes, you did. We won't go there, but I'm going to tell you a short story about Connor Gallagher and related uh, to what happened to me when I was when I when I was younger. Uh, me and my best friend went down to uh, the Rio Grande Valley here in Texas, which is down by the border. We had to uh, take a car down, and we needed to drive a car back. The car we drove back was an '80s model Mercedes diesel, right? <laughs> This thing would drive for forever, right? Probably had two, three hundred thousand miles on it. It just would go down the road. Although it wasn't going over 65 because it wasn't a turbo diesel. It was a straight diesel. And if you went uphill, it got down to 55. But it had its qualities. It was reliable. But I wasn't going to enter it in Le Mans because I wouldn't go in nothing. Jared, uh, Matt. Has Jared ever sounded more Texan in his life? Oh, my God. I went down the Rio Grande. I stayed (laughs) by the border. Oh, my Lord. This guy. (laughs) He kills me every time. I love it, Jared. That's so good. I mean, mean, that's that's my overall problem with Gallagher. It it always has been. I I mean, I've been very consistent when people have – I see people on Twitter and big accounts going from – Gallagher's the best thing since sliced bread in the first few weeks of the season to now he's terrible and shouldn't be in the squad. Oh, well. He said in in an attacking midfield role, Conor Gallagher is nowhere near technically good enough on the ball. Full stop. Should not be playing there. Whether you play him more defensively, I would understand that in a mid-table club like Crystal Palace, where... You don't need to have the ball a lot and you need a bit more energy in the midfield. But he's just simply not good enough to start for the club that we want to be. I mean, we are a mid-table club at the moment, so maybe Gallagher does fit in, arguably, at the moment. Oi, you're conceding that. Oh, man, kills me. Well, I'm I'm saying we are sitting in 11th at the moment. That is as mid-table as you can get. But so I'm saying if we are that mid-table club now, effectively, because we have been for 18 months, then maybe Gallagher does fit in. But um, in all seriousness, if we want to be where we need to be, Gallagher doesn't... The, the best role I have for Gallagher on my team is he comes on with 30 minutes to go when we need a bit more energy on the pitch, when we're, when we're winning a game and we want to hold it. That That's the best I've got for you. Uh, and I'm not paying you 150 grand a week to do that role. You know, Matt, I'm watching Liverpool Arsenal right now, and I'm watching Martin Odegaard, who just played an unbelievable ball, probably the best attacking mid in the world right now. And I'm thinking, this is why Arsenal is doing so well, because they have creators and playmakers 
like that dude. Great hair, great touch, great creativity. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. And it's just that's it's one of the things that I think is holding us back. It's something personal against Gallagher. I don't dislike the dude. I'm sure he's nice. He's got a hot girlfriend, you know, all that shit. I'm just talking about his footballing ability. And it's it's just it's just it's not it's not enough for guys. We we want to get back to where we were five, six, seven years ago. And that position, again, is a position that Zidane played. Zidane. Okay. And uh, that's if we want to have standards and if we want to be, you know, proper Chelsea and all that shit, then we need then we need a better player. Period. Uh, my question, and I want to pose this to the group, uh, will we lose players because of this? Will players ask to leave because this situation is so categorically unsustainable and messy? It's, 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 just, it's just dysfunctional. Are we going to lose players? Because is, is Enzo going to be like, I did not sign up for this? Yes. Short answer, yes. Yeah. I think the issue for the players, they're they're on such long contracts that it is just in the club's hands to keep them if they if, if they if they really want to. Yeah, there's player power though, man. These guys. Can, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, oh yeah. If, if a player and, and if a player is forcing it, then 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 he, then he, no, obviously, obviously he can always go. But I do. I would be looking at more the players like Raheem Sterling who haven't maybe got the most time in the world left on the football pitch. Um, maybe. Um, I actually didn't. I think I think the club would be more open to selling. Oh, I, I would I would drive Sterling to the airport tonight. Yeah. but the, the question that I, I that I have, and you talk about because you know I, I know a lot of people at least on Twitter um, are very critical about Enzo and Moises Caicedo, and I'm you know for, for those who don't know I'm Brazilian, so I watch a lot of <laughs> South American football and all of that, and obviously the countries and the national teams I've been watching since I was born. So, and I, they are actually unbelievable talents, particularly Enzo. And you, you think about such young players and they look, Oh no, I need to be winning, you know, in my career. I need to be building some, I think it's, it's, they, they bought into the project of, okay, we're in transition. We're going to spend one year or something, you know, building something. And then we're going to be competing for titles because that's what, a footballer wants like someone who has ambition and that's fair the problem is we are not seeing that project we are seeing the project in the name but for a project to be worthy you need to see some sort of progress and we're not seeing progress um so you know i don't think it, it's something instantaneous that you know players are going to be asking to to leave right now and all of that no but if it's if we don't fix this then yeah there there is going to come a point where the best players are going to want to move on. Yeah. I worry about it all the time. I worry about it all the time. You know, I, I remember, um, this is probably 2015. Uh, I was 27 years old coaching this, uh, this U15 team, uh, nationally ranked, really, really, really good team. Uh, certainly better team than any team I played on. And, we went through a stretch where we were losing games that we had no business losing. I mean, we we're just considerably better team and we would lose these games. And I was always worried that I would get a call from a parent saying, this is not working out. You know, this is, this is not what my son signed up for. And 
you're supposed to be winning all these games. And I feel the exact same fear then that I do now with these players. I fear that they're going to go into his office and they're going to say, I don't want to be here anymore because this situation is almost unprofessional. And it does feel a little unprofessional. I mean, Cole Palmer having an unbelievable individual season, but he's also looking around going, damn, I kind of had it good at Man City, even though I wasn't playing. What a situation. And now I'm here and this situation is garbage. And I just, I, I am, I am very concerned that they will want to leave. Not, and it, I'm not just talking about Enzo. I mean, I'm talking about guys like Colwell. I'm talking about guys like Nkunku, right? Who just got here. Like, I am, I am. I am very concerned. Not in the least. I'm not concerned in the least because they're. It's not like uh, they're not on the pitch and part of the problem, right? Oh, they no. won't take. They won't take accountability. No okay. way, Jared. No That's way. That's fine. If you want to take accountability, say la vie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't sit there and say, well, it's all on the manager. Which, yeah, you. The manager has his share of blame, but you're still on the pitch. It's not like you're you're not blameless in all this. So um, yeah. that's fine if you don't want to take accountability for for your actions. Plenty of people in life do that. So, these guys, Jared, these uh, guys are surrounded by people that kiss their ass all day. Yes, it, but Carlito, what, what I'd point to this is there are not many players on that side that I would even batter an eyelid if they left. The, the we 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 haven't got the players of the old days of Lampard, Drogba, Drogba, uh, Terry where you desperately want to be. I couldn't care less about half these players. Fine, we'll just go get someone else. Hopefully, we, the only problem is convincing the new player that this will work. But then that's again... You know, that's the other thing, Matt. If they see a mass exodus, I, the Michael Elise is not going to come to Chelsea. Well, that, that's, where, that's, where you, that's where we have to solve I the, cr- the problem. The and that is the sporting directors. <laughs> that that <laughs> upsets me, Jessica. That upsets me that you say that. Yeah, but all the reports said that he says that you know said that he wants to go to Manchester United, so <sighs> that's what I'm expecting to happen. Obviously, transfers are crazy, and maybe we do. But I mean, if if he wants to sit on Manchester United's um, physiotherapy table, that's fine. I couldn't care less. Oh, that's unfair. What do you mean it's unfair? Come on for nine minutes and got injured again. He makes I know, Lavia. it's such a he disaster. Makes, he makes Romeo Lavia look like the fitness king. At least Lavia lasted 15 minutes before he come off. Uh, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a lovely player, though. You know? <sighs> such a wonderful player. He must, he, he is a, don't don't get me wrong, he is a lovely player, but I'd like my players to be on the pitch, not on the treatment so, table. Yeah, I, I want to throw this out here real quick because... Throw it out. I've uh, done a lot of technical support in my life to depending on if it's computers or what have you. And when you're trying to solve a problem, you don't change many things all at once because then you can't trace what the problem actually was. Hmm. So if you say, well, we need not only sack the managers, but everybody above the managers as well. Well, okay, well, you bring a whole new team in and it goes wrong again. Was it the manager or the people above them? So you've got to do it incrementally. So if you change the manager and it's still a problem, then you look above the manager. Because from what I understand, this manager was not the first choice of the ownership or anybody else. It was Armslot, and he wasn't available. So they moved 
between Nagelsmann and Pochettino, with Vavell wanting Nagelsmann and, and the other two wanting Pochettino. Well, I, I, I wish Vavell would have won because um, I've never rated Pochettino as a, as a manager, never have, never will. I think that he got lucky with the talent that he was able to coach, and it makes him a, a look, look like a better manager tactically than he actually is. And I think it's being borne out now that uh, he just has no clue sometimes of what he's doing. Fine, we could have the the most fit team in in the Premier League because that's all it looks like they're doing is running in practice because oh, they're not working on tactics. Whoa, they did not look fit against Liverpool. Well, oh. Then he's not doing that either. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean just, just as the only thing I'd fire you back with that is how do you trust the, the sporting directors to pick the manager you want? If they genuinely thought Poch is the answer and Poch has gone horrifically bad, how do we expect him to make a ne- the next option correctly? Well, what, if, what if they go to Saudi you know what I, no, and they say, I, I want Marcelo Gallardo? But my thing is, is not only the choosing of managers, it's the actual, the way that you build a squad. Yeah. You know, it's it's all good to want young people. I'm not even saying, because obviously the, the ownership believes in the young people and all of that. But the way, in terms of the profile of the players that they brought in, some of them don't necessarily are great together. And the, the, the way, you know, the style of the wingers and the amount of money on certain players when you had perhaps player that were a better fit for a little bit less money when you had very good experienced players that you can mix. And so there are questions that are not necessarily directly only to the way that they appointed the new manager, but to the, you know, building a squad. That's, that's the main thing for, for a sporting director or at least a director of football. And in terms of changing everything at once, I couldn't agree more. And I think that was the mistake of the ownership. Um, when they came in, they just changed everything from top to bottom. And I understand that some of it they didn't want to and they had to because of, you know, like, for instance, Czech wanted to leave and stuff like that. But they decided to change a lot too quickly and decided that they could build a whole squad in, in one window and all of that. So it was a lot of change. And right now I'm not I'm not asking for everybody to be sacked on all of that. But we need someone with experience in that level in terms of building the squad and being a, uh, you know, a good competitive director of football. And they wanted Edwards to be that guy. He now has that. I don't necessarily. He now has that the, the company of his. But surely there is a name out there that they can bring in as a, a sole director of football, just above the sporting directors, or at least yeah. someone like a consultation with Michael Edwards to oversee things. You know, something. That, I mean, you know, there, the thing, there's not, something not, that you can do. That's the thing. I'm not. I'm not saying kind of we just get rid of Win Stanley, get rid of Stewart, get rid of Joe Shields, get rid of whoever. It's just I think they just need demoting down and have one person at the at the top, Mr. Kingpin, whoever you want, Edwards, Mitchell, Ashworth, whoever, someone who's actually got experience in this role. Because at the moment, I feel like we've got two people who are not experienced. And, and all right, Vivelle was supposed to be the guy that was doing this. But why why has Vivelle been forced out on two people that are supposed to be at least either next to him or below him been promoted into his job? Well, I mean, I'll ask this question then. I'll pose it to the group. Is this what happened? Is this why we feel so chaotic? Is it because we got rid of a ton of players? 
we got rid of got rid of a ton of scouting infrastructure and we replaced everything too quickly everything all at once is this why we do not feel functional because i i'm i'm actually surprised that it's gone this poorly like this i mean two seasons in a row 11th place jesus i mean i I'm actually, I'm actually surprised that it is that they got it this wrong. Like I cuz I I like the I like some of the players they bought. I think Cole Palmer has been a revelation. I think Nkunku is a really smart buy. Caicedo on paper was a smart buy. Uh getting Colwell back Malo into Gusto. the squad was smart. Malo Gusto. Look, these are all on paper smart buys. Good players. Gusto's really good. And I and I just don't – I am trying to reconcile with how I feel and what is real. What happened here? Because it, it, I'm confounded. I think, I think um, there's been, uh, like, reports and, and with people – a lot of the backroom staff change. People that work day in, day out at the club from top to bottom. So I do think there was a lot of change very fast and you need those people because if, if you want to have a smooth transition and especially if you want to keep the spirit of the club so i think their intention it, it was it was good they wanted things their way they wanted to win they wanted to change but um and and it's actually unlucky too because i you know it's it's heavily reported that michael edwards were, was the one that they wanted to, to bring in and i think if we had done that uh, we wouldn't have a lot of the issues that we did have because a lot of them also came from the, the first summer window. Um, so it was a bit unlucky. What I didn't understand was why if when Edwards said that he, he wasn't interested in, in taking a job that fast, he wanted to take a year out and all of that. We didn't go to a different direction in terms of finding another person um, to be the director of football. And yeah, we, we just... I, I think the the whole as I think even the the Pacino said that recently, right? That he doesn't just have to to worry about fixing the squad. It's it's the whole club that's changing. It's not just the squad, and it, it's everything. The people that um, they used to see day in and day out in the club are not there anymore. So it's a lot of change, and and maybe if they would have done a little bit slower, it would would have gone smoother, and they would also learn things that worked and things that didn't and, you know, had time to make bad choices because right now it's almost like you can't have, you can't make a wrong choice again. You have to get it right. And it, it's weird because it felt that way with, you know, before we hired Pochettino, it was like, if you can't get it wrong, you need to get it right. And, and yet we find ourselves here again. So it, it's something, it, it's, it, it's deeper it's deeper than just the the players on the pitch, in my personal opinion. Oh, I think it's that's obvious. I think that you're totally right. Uh, no, no disagreement here. It's it's just I'm just surprised, really, because I again I agreed with most of the buys, and yes, it's not just on the field. It is stuff behind the scenes. It is you know because this is a business. It's day to day operations. Everybody goes into work every day. But I, I, I'm just, I'm just surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no, I, I just have no words for this club at the moment. Um, it just seems like no, nothing 
fits, nothing is going right, and that it's, it's not just the quick fix that can change any anything at the moment. No, you it's like, this is a deep fundamental issue, and that's why I just get so frustrated when I look at Twitter. I see, oh, let's just sack Pochettino, get whoever in, and that's definitely going to just work. I only want him out because he keeps playing Gallagher. If he stops playing Gallagher, he can keep his job. Well, I'm going to go the opposite direction here and say <laughs> it's a lot of revisionist history here. I've been doing live streams and podcasts for five or more years. And I remember when Roman was still the owner and Marina was in charge. And the crap players we kept bringing in year after year after year after year. And everybody wanting everybody sacked at the football club every year. Why is this anything? Why is this different? Yes, we're not doing as well. But guess what? The Premier League has never been more competitive. That is why the rules are in place the way they are to make it a competitive league. That's why we had to pay over overpay for Caicedo. That's why we had to overpay for Enzo, because players that have a, a, a lot of suitors are going to go for more money than they should go to. Does that mean they're bad players? No. Does that mean we should have gone for different different uh, pl- different options out there? Tell me who then. Tell me who, because no, everybody says, well, we, we should have brought in another players. OK, who? Who should we have kept? Which people on the staff should have stayed after years, after years, after years of everybody saying, hey, this ain't good enough. And it hasn't been good enough. So all the players had to be getting gotten rid of because they were not good enough by the standards that the, everybody in this club seems to set for themselves. <laughs> standards, well, by the way, well, is, is, a, is a flag. Well, okay. One of the things, Jared, one of the things that I think people are critical about with this regime versus Roman's regime and winning, winning cures a lot of ills, you know, because we were winning, there was still a little bit of tolerance over the fact that we were bringing in guys like Zappacosta and Higuain and all these other players that weren't very good. Uh, But I think part of the criticism comes from the fact that Boley and Igbali and these guys are transparent as hell. And not just transparent, but omnipresent. They're always all up in the videos. You know, they're always making it known that they're there and they always have something to say. And I think that if you open yourself up in such a transparent way, you are in kind opening up yourself to criticism. Like if you're inaccessible the way that Marina was inaccessible – then there's some mystery behind it, right? There's the, People can assume things about what's going on behind this, but they don't really know. But if you let everybody know all the time what you're doing and you talk about it and you comment about it, then you are opening yourself up for some serious criticism because people know how you're operating. So that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, oh, I think I think there. I I mean, I've always been a critic of the old regime um, in the last few years, and I still believe that a lot of the problems we have now 
are just declines from starting from 2016, 2017, 2015. Um, and the fact that I think the biggest difference between Bowley's era, Marina's era, is everyone has just got a lot more competitive with each other. I, I, I believe if Marina and co were running the way they were in 2016, 2017 now, we would be in the same position. Huh. Because... Um, I fun, also, um, I think... I'm sorry, Matt. I'm very sorry. Oh, no, go on, go on. Go ahead, Jess. Come on. No, I just, I, I just think that a lot, not a lot, yeah, well, a lot of the criticism a lot of fans have is the way that the new ownership came in, and there were, like, comments um, and very critical comments about the old regime in terms of how the club was run, it was not very well run and all of that. So if you're going to come up and say stuff like that, which okay, fair, uh, you have to <laughs> do it better, right? So once you don't, it's like, well, you know, you're just giving ammunition for, for the fans, right? And for the people that want to be critical of you. I mean, I mean, to be fair, the owners aren't particularly wrong with that. I mean, we've st- we're, still, we're still putting out fires of the old regime in terms of we've still got Malang Star that we still can't get rid of. We were sitting yeah, there earning I completely agree. And and I, I you know, no no regime is gonna be perfect. And I and I know that we made mistakes under under Roman. Um, I for one am, am a huge carbon person, so I also had that. So I, I have things to be critical about. <laughs> what I mean is when you have like a new ownership coming up. Um, and you're talking about an old regime that, for the fans, you know, it was the regime that we won everything with. We won the Champions League, we won the Club World oh, yeah. Cup. So it was a very, you know, victorious regime. And and you, you you are, you know, it's okay for the fans to say it, right? But when someone new comes in and, and it's openly critical about it, then you have to show for it, right? You have to be better. You have to, to prove that you're better. And, and because you're not proving, it gives me a window to say, well, weren't you that sad the old regime wasn't well run? Well, is this being well run? You know, stuff like that. It's just... Yeah, I mean, the problem is, I think, with the old, with, with the Roman regime, I think you really do have to split it up of pre-Marina and post-Marina. I mean... If you took out the kind of pre-Jose part two and just left that uh, Conte onwards, it's not a very good run. It's not. We, we, we won a few cups. We did an Arsenal. We won an FA Cup. All right, we did. In the Champions League. We won the Champions League. We won the Champions League. Fair enough. The one... We have been further and further and further away from competing for a league title. We have not. We cannot be consistent for 38 games, and we haven't been nowhere near the league since 2017. And that was even a year where we were playing once a week, so we had a significant advantage on everyone at that time. We have not been anywhere near winning the league since 2014. That's 10 years ago. There has been systemic problems in this in this club for 10 years. The new ownership have come in, and even the old ownership. Normally, when 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 some when a new ownership comes in, especially in the circumstances we had, normally there is a transition period. But these guys went, nope. I'm just going to take my money from the club. I'm going to fuck off and let you deal with the with, with with the rest of it. And obviously, I know. I said from the start of this, I said last. I I knew last season we weren't going to have a very good season because these owners have got to learn, and the only way you learn 
in this game is by making mistakes and learning yeah. from it. Um, and they made a lot of mistakes last year. And actually, I think recruitment-wise, they haven't been anywhere near as bad. And actually, they've done a lot of good things. They've done stuff like get rid of a lot of the dross and deadwood from last season that we we were itching to get rid of. Um, look, like Mason, we, like Mason like Mount? Yeah, you remember you remember in Marina days when we would trot, we were looking at her haggling over five million for Marcus Alonso every bloody season, and then we stuck with <laughs> that season. Bowley was like, no, they, they, no, these guys were like, no, we're getting these out, we're getting these guys out in quick fashion. Do I agree with the amount of young players we've got? Some I do, some I don't. But actually, if you look at the the windows in general. A lot of teams have gone. A lot of teams have gone for younger players. Um, partially, I think, because most of the older lot have decided to go off and make money in Saudi. So I, I think that distorts the market in terms of how many older players are actually available. Um, but I do think we've we've at least bought well in most areas. Maybe we could have not bought certain players that haven't played a single minute uh, and put that onto other players. But we have bought be- be- much better than any other, than many other windows that we have. For just for some reason or another, it's not working on the pitch. Whether you want to blame that on the manager, whether you want to blame that on situations like these players can't stay fit for five for more than five minutes, um, or other issues, but I, I, I don't. Uh, it's it's just so frustrating that we, no matter what we do, we can't seem to get out of this rut of just. Shit. Well, I think the first thing we do is not buy players like Estavio Willian from Brazil. Like, I don't spend sixty million on another left-footed right winger if if, if he's not going to be good for five years. Like, it, there there are ways to correct this. I mean, go buying Oshman. It, it's it's going to cure a lot of ills. It, it it will definitely buy us a lot more goodwill, uh, and we will get more goals and we will win more games. A player like that, 25, 26 years old, you know, we, we need more adults in the room, okay? Stop buying Vunder kids from Brasileiro. No, no, no offense, Jess, but I don't want any more 17-year-old players on this team, man. Like, I just can't. Like, it, they're, they're young, and they're going to act young, and they're going to play young, even if they're going to be great in five years. We don't have five years. Football is, is about immediacy. You know, they need to be very, very careful about who they buy in, in, in June. Now, you know my two players, Elise Oshman, that's who I want. But whether it's those two or two others, do not buy another young player because young players are foolish and they make foolish mistakes. And Malagusto, who's had a good season, showed how young he was yesterday because he had a really bad game. And, you know, that that's because he's young. Okay, we need we need older players. I think that would they, if you want to just course correct, you could start with that. Yeah, I agree and I disagree. And I'll explain why. I, think, <laughs> I know, I know. No, no, but I agree with with the the sense that we we shouldn't be buying younger players for the squad right now. I agree completely with that. I think, and I don't mean just when I mean young. I just don't mean age. I mean in terms of experience, because yeah. sometimes the player is very young, but they have tons of experience, and that's fine. You know, we need experienced players right now for the starting eleven. And right now, our starting eleven 
has a lot of players that do not have experience. And so we need to address that 100%. But I also don't see, I don't think that's connected to investing with younger players from, you know, to, to send them along to development. That's an, another thing. So if, for instance, we can't invest, you can spend 150, whatever it is, for your striker because you go after uh, someone in Brazil or, or whatever, then that's a big no-no. Focus on the squad right now. But once you have the squad covered, or if it's not gonna, uh, it's it's not gonna impact on the money and the, your availability to buy the players that you need to buy for your starting eleven for your squad right now, then I don't see any problem in, in investing in younger talent. Uh, I, I just don't want the inexperienced players playing for Chelsea right now. And that's what we have. We have inexperienced players right now with us. And you just look at the striker position. Um, I actually am one of the big advocates for Nico Jackson because I, I think he has been, uh, he had a really good impact in terms of the the numbers that he put out. It's, it's, it's only his first season. Um, well, first year in striker position because he started out a left wing and it's his first season in the Premier League and yes he missed chances and yes he had a couple of bad games but in terms of numbers he is having a very good season in my opinion and more um, than I expected him to have but he is not an experienced striker he he he's he spent six months as a striker in in his previous club he was a left winger before and you know it's stuff that I and I actually love him. I really do think he's going to be really good for us. But you look I at agree. the strike position. You had Nico. You had Dato Fofana. You have David, who had just you know he was playing for for Santos for a couple of matches, a handful of matches in the senior team. And you had you had Armando Broya, who had one season alone and then had a big injury. So you know it's stuff like that for the first team get the very experienced players and the reason uh, you know I was very excited with the David Washington for example because I think he has amazing potential but from the get go I was like oh he's going on loan you know he needs to go on loan he needs to develop he needs to have experience and I was very very surprised when we stayed but that's a different issue because I think it had to do with the international loan spots and all of that yeah. but the the reason but the 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 fact is he is with our first team squad and he is not ready in my opinion to be a first team um, player for Chelsea to, to have, I mean, right now, when, when we didn't have Nico and, uh, you know, we needed a striker and Armando wasn't having a good game, it was like, okay, we, we it's not going to be any worse. Play David, give him a chance to see what he does. But in an ideal world, you don't, you want to have experienced players and players that you can rely on and not young players who are going to be obviously inconsistent and learning on, on the go. So I think there's, there's a two things, you know, have fun with, you know, buying younger players, loaning them, them out and whatever you want to do, you know, selling for profit, multi-club. And if they're good enough, they come back to Chelsea. That's fine. But don't buy those players and bring them in and ask the manager to play them and expect them to be consistent because they're not going to be consistent. Well, all right, Maddie, I got to ask this question. And it's, uh, it's, I, I joke about, you know, Gallagher and, and, and Pochettino, but in all seriousness, if he continues to play Gallagher, it's, 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 it's going to lose him his job. And I, my question to you is very simple. If we win any of these cups, does that save this manager or are they going to judge him based on 
league performance. Because at the end of the day, league is the most important thing, of course. These The Cups are just tournaments. They're oftentimes one-offs. League is a body of work. It's 38 games. Are they going to judge him on that? And do the Cups, if we win them, do they save him? Or is he going to be fired regardless? I do think the Cups save him. If he, if, if he gets to the Cups, I think that it saves him. Um, because the ultimate aim at the moment for this club, and I think the expectations, is to get some sort of European football. This, this, the Cups bring the club European football. It gives us an opportunity to potentially have this Jordan deal that potentially will bring a lot of good, good stuff for the club uh, in terms of revenue. Um, it gives a player, it gives the players some peace of mind that hey, we are in a European competition next season. We are maybe not going as fast as we want to in terms of the the progress and the project. The R words I do not want to use right now, but um, project. <laughs> but um, it it will give them that kind of edge of all right, I'll I'll stay, see how this goes because at least yeah. we are playing in European football. I think because the cups give us European football, I think they will at least. Well, I think that will at least keep them here to the end of the season. Um, whether they decide in the review that that's still not good enough or not, I don't know. But I feel like if he does win at least, if he wins both cups, I think he stays. If he wins one, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, honestly. I can't read these owners at the moment uh, and what they will do in this situation. How about you, Jared? In the immortal words of uh, an Arsenal fan, it's time to go, Claude. <laughs> it's time to go. I don't want you to get another game, another minute, another second with this with this uh, club because you haven't you've been given you know majority of the season and you've gotten worse, not better. Uh, well, we always said we always said, hey. Let's wait for all the injuries to get back before we judge them. Injuries are coming back. We're still not playing them. We look worse. Uh, time to go. See ya. Wouldn't want to be here. So, okay. If you're going to offer such a critical ear, uh, you need to uh, you need also offer me a solution. So what's the solution? Well, there, there's many solutions. Would you, you want me to start listening to them? No, there's Jill, well, Jillian. I, oh, no, there's no, Jill, Jared, no, Jared. I just asked the question just to speak. Yeah, okay. dude. Okay, Julian Nagelsman. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get along great with the board. Okay. Yeah, I they're gonna care. they're gonna love him. Okay, well, you, you you say that about everybody. You ask for solutions. He's a solution, and <laughs> Jose Mourinho's a solution. There's many solutions Is out there. Nagelsman coaching right now. <laughs> He's the coach of the German national team. Yeah, that's a better job than Chelsea right now. You think it is? Have you oh, seen the, the talent yes, in the is. German national team? Yeah, bro. He gets to be Gundogan's coach. Anybody, anybody that gets that opportunity, they're taking it over the Chelsea job. Yeah, Gundogan, I don't even think he's been playing as of late. He is. He is. The German national team. I watched him yesterday. Unbelievable player. Unbelievable. Well, that that's fine. The German national team's pretty dead. I, is, that is just inaccurate. Come on. on. No, they're pretty bad. Oh, come on. They lose Timo. to England all the time. If you lose to England, you can't be that good. It's it's Timo time. Come on now, uh, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're, I mean, you you can always shoot down any solution, but that that 
there is this definition of insanity is if you keep doing the same thing over and over and thinking the results are going to be different. That's the very definition. So if you're going to stay with this guy and thinking things are going to change when uh, the past seven months have said, no, it's not. He does make some very curious decisions. I will give him that. I, uh, but I mean, Nagelsmann, okay. But I mean, I, I would go for Gallardo in a former river coach. Right. Serial winner was there a long time. Uh, Great. You just asked for some solutions. I was just throwing names out. You, you could. There are tons. There's a plethora of of coaches that would love to coach at Chelsea Football Club. See, Go that's, get one this, of them. this is where I don't agree. I the same thing with players where I'm concerned that players might not want to come to Chelsea. It's the same thing with the manager. I think that we have a bad product right now. And I don't say that lightly, okay? My three teams are Boston Celtics, Chelsea, and Real Salt Lake, okay? Real Salt Lake, very close to me because I, I used to work for it. But Chelsea is, is extremely important to me, right? Uh, but I am concerned that this product right now is unattractive to talented people. Like, I, I really am, Jared. I am concerned that players and managers – will want to stay away. You know, what, what, what does the manager want from uh, his ownership? Uh, uh, probably to stay the fuck out of the way. And, and spend money on the squad. Sure, sure, but okay. without meddling. Without meddling. Well, who's to say they're meddling? Everybody says, well, the, the, the ownership is meddling. Okay, sh- show me how they're meddling. I think going into the locker room is meddling. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. Everybody has bosses, and if you're the if your boss's boss wants to speak to you, oh no, that happens I, all I, the time in corporate just, America. You know just, that as well as everybody else. Yeah, it happens. I work for a a marketing firm. I know this. Okay, I know so, this. <laughs> but no, no on the club, you can go wherever you want to. I Guess just, what? It's, it's a culture thing in football. You know, if this, if the manager, if the owner's going into the locker room he's probably battling so i don't know jared I, look nagelsman yeah it's just he's just not available right now so i don't i don't really know i don't really know the solution right now i am i i am speechless actually normally i'm never like that but i actually don't have an answer i don't i don't know what the solution is dude yeah i mean okay. I, I haven't really known what the solution is for a few months so this is why I'm kind of very hesitant of pulling triggers on anything at the moment unless we have an actually clear plan of what we're going to do. Because, again, this is where managers will look at it. If we've sat two managers before the season's even finished, the first season, how does any manager trust that they can do? They can come here and do a job unless they're just looking to get the paycheck yeah, when they get sacked? Dude, we had four managers last year. That's so embarrassing. And we're about to have, well, if, if we do sack Potch, we're at least going to have another one. That's crazy. Six managers in a calendar year. Because the problem is everyone, is everyone is once again assuming that we're going to just get Jose Mourinho, Nagelsmann, Amorin or whoever. Who says we're not going to go get stuck with Frank Lampard for a second stint in the row? Or third stint? Yeah, it's just I just think that 
it's a poison pill. I think that it's kind of a bad job right now. And, uh, yeah, unless, unless Nuno wants to take his 15th coaching appointment and be our coach, I don't really know that there's going to be a lot of suitors, man. Well, I, 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 y'all are way off. There's going to be tons of them. They'll be lining I, up. I, this in the past. Yeah. No, it's still, there, there's not that many elite coaching positions in, 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 in world football. I don't think this elite. is an elite. I don't think this is an elite coaching <laughs> position right now. Sure it is. How many squads? Not if Connor Gallagher is on the team, dude. <laughs> it's always going to no, come I back think to Gallagher. It's, it's different. You know, under Roman, you had the second, uh, you know, happening over and over. But and and whoever got here, you know, got a Chelsea. They knew it was a possibility, but they also knew that they would be given the tools to win right away, right away. So, you know, they, they, they knew that they had to get it right, but they had, they were given the, the players that were ready to, to win right now. Um, and we don't have that right now. You know, you bring in someone, you're going to work with a very inexperienced squad. And I'm not saying that's a deal breaker. Um, I think money st- still speaks higher than most things in this industry. So, I don't think we'll have trouble finding a manager that's willing to take this job. But we also, there's one thing that worries me is that a lot of clubs are going to be changing their managers in the summer. Um, you have you have Liverpool, you have Barcelona. I think Bayern might, might be one of them. Um, so you're going to have a merry-go-round. And why would a manager that could go to Liverpool choose to come to us at, at this current moment in time? You know, to deal with that stuff when they had a better, when they have a better structure in place at Liverpool or at Bayern. So, you know, that 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 also gets me thinking. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think it's impossible for us to find a good manager. As I said, I think money still speaks, but we're going to be competing competing against a lot of clubs that are in a better position than us. So, you know, you expect Xavi Alonso to to move to one of them. Um, I, I, I particularly wouldn't like Roberto De Zerbi at, at Chelsea, but I think he's gonna. But a lot of fans want him. A lot of Chelsea fans want him. And I. He's just a flavor of a month. Yeah, but a lot of you know. But I think he could be moving to to Liverpool as well. He could be mo- moving to Barcelona, who has been linked with him before. So you know, it's just it's a bit it's, it's a bit weird at the moment when you think about names. And the fact that those names can have a better job elsewhere, you know? I'd, I'd love to bring back Mauricio Sarri. I thought he was awesome. Oh, that, 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 I think that would, that would cause such a rift in the family. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, I, think, I think Marvin will expire if that happens. <laughs> oh, he would, I, I think he would. I, I legitimately think he would just stop football entirely. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he that, would quit, he would quit the band Oh, what a misanthrope that young man is. Um, I, I, I would I would at that point just I'd love if to get some inside knowledge, know that it's going to happen and just get a flight to Mexico. <laughs> just to see his face when it's announced. You're going to you're going to ruin his birria taco lunch, my man. <laughs> oh. oh, Marvin. Um, what oh. a guy. Um, yeah, it's just. With Sorry though, the, the reason I loved Sorry is because after Sufferball, and in particular that one 
game against Man City where we lost one zero. And uh, I don't. I think Fabregas was like walking on the field because he we weren't allowed to press. We were just supposed to play defense the whole time. Like after Suffer Ball and Antonio Conte, who is a saboteur, by the way. Uh, I I love Mauricio Sarri. It was a paradigm shift in our ethos. It was it was possession based football with intent. I, I loved that we completely changed our stripes, and it, it, we played really well. We got third. We won the. Europa League in spectacular fashion. I mean, it was Hazard's best season. It was good football. I, I know that people would say sideways, backwards, sideways, Jorginho. I still thought it was good football. It's certainly better than Antonio Conte. I, I think the, the reason he won was, was Eden. I don't think he wins anything if we, did, if we didn't have Ibanaga at the club. So, you know, I didn't hate him as a lot of people, you know, used to, to hate the guy. But I also, I, I don't want him back. <laughs> Fair enough. But, yes, I mean, it's PSG wins things because they have Kylian Mbappe. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the great teams have one really defining player. You know, it was it was Ronaldo for, for, for years with Zidane. I mean, like, you know, Messi and Barcelona. Like, yeah, I mean, but I'm not going to apologize for having Hazard. I mean. We bought him. He was ours. I mean, to be fair, I would uh, the I would bring Sari back on one condition. That condition is we bring back Ruben off the cheek with him. Ah, oh, this guy. I All will right. prime Ruben back. Prime Ruben <laughs> off the cheek back in this side. The only time you're gonna get prime Ruben is if you get get a sandwich made in New York. Uh, oh, there's <laughs> a. Oh, Matt, that is that's an atrocious joke. Uh, it's in the above his limit. I mean, he, 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 good. They were in overtime, so. I'm docking points for the next. Uh, Jessica, Jared is allowed two dad jokes a pod. He's already used them. He's already filled his quota. So he he gets docked one dad joke for the next pod. No mas. Uh, and just and just and just to make that on Ruben off the cheek as well. It's just cuts the dagger even more um but yeah i mean again even like with managers i mean there's a lot of names going about even you've got this the sporting manager everyone keeps talking about and i'm just looking i'm thinking he's got a 30 million pound release manager release clause in his contract no way no way of the club when they're already that when there's already questions around ffp are going to spend 30 million on a manager that has done well in the portuguese league but the portuguese league is miles Difference to the Premier League. We bought Mourinho from the Portuguese League. Yes, no, no, I, I agree. It, it's, it's still, but to spend, we didn't have to spend thirty million pounds just to get him in the club. <sighs> I don't know what's more interesting: watching Klopp depressed or Michael happy. Ugh, Jurgen Klopp, the worst. Um, well, I, I think the pod is winding down a little bit. I do think that today was just another example of. People just not being on the same page. They're just not. I mean, I, I don't even think these players know what style of play they want to play. You know, and Kunku had an unbelievable first 10 minutes, and then we didn't even play him the ball for another 35 minutes. Like, what, what's going on here? So I'd like to have final thoughts, but, I mean, I'm still perplexed. Let's go with Jared. Jared, what do you got for final thoughts here? Yeah, sack the manager and sell as many English players as possible. So you're anti-English now. 
No, all, the Eng- just, all the English no. fans are anti-American. Now you're anti-English. No, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, <laughs> please, please list the trophies that the English national team has won lately. They, they're probably the best national team in the world right uh, now. What have they won? Uh, I bet they're. I bet oh, they won. Uh, uh, they have won nothing because <sighs> they're losers. Until they're not. Well, but they haven't won anything, so that makes them still losers. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, but Carlito, I'd, I'd argue that how many of these players in our squad are actually contributing to England winning anything? Cole Palmer, for sure. Cole Palmer hasn't actually been in the squad. Has been in the squad once. I, 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 oh, I, I, I think I, he'll be. I think no, he'll hold, be I don't dis. I, hold on, let me let me clarify. I don't disagree that in the future, Conor Gallagher is not England quality. Levi Colwell is only England quality because we have no centre-backs. And if Harry Maguire is England quality, then Colt was England quality. <laughs> ben Chilwell is not preferred. Doesn't, doesn't play full stop. Reese James can't get off the treatment table. Chalabar, even with the centre-backs, still doesn't get any England team. Yeah. Do I, do I need to go any further? Uh, don't, don't, don't criticise Colwell. That is Jessica's guy. That is... Oh, well... I'd like Cole to actually turn up this season. I think, I think, I think well, Cole's the best he did when he played centre back. <laughs> oh, there's been plenty of mistakes in centre back as well. Uh, that is that is true. I mean, Cole, Cole, Cole was still on Brighton Pier, I think, at the moment. I think I think we've, we must have Cole's twin brother playing at the moment. Uh, I, I wonder think, if he goes I, and hangs. Go ahead. He is. I mean, I love Thiago, obviously Brazilian. Absolutely love the guy. But I'm taking him out of the question because he's, you know, 39. He's leaving at the end of the season. He's a legend. I think Levi Cole is our best centre back. Over Wesley Fofana. Yeah, I I was. I I, I I wholly, wholly disagree. Maybe that's Fofana, but but the problem with Fofana, and I agree, Fofana, I I probably go with with Wesley Fofana, but the problem with him is is the, the injury right now. So, but yeah, but he's a good shout. But between them, yeah. Fair enough. Matt does not agree. So Matt, your yeah, your know. final thoughts. <laughs> Jessica Jessica's got some hot takes today, man. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my final takes is <laughs> these players need to fix up their shit. Manager needs to fix up his shit and stop playing Gallagher. Stop start playing Jackson. Stop bringing Chukwueka back into the fold. Um, find 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 a new leg for Romeo Lavia and get him playing, please. Um, And this club needs to figure out where the hell we are going. Not not even just the next few weeks, the next months, next years, because I don't want to just see us keep fumbling about in 11th place for the next year, two year, three year, four year, because this just seems never ending at the moment. I don't see the way out of the tunnel. I've I've been very positive this season compared to how I normally am. Um, I've wanted us to do well this season. I've still, even to like two weeks ago, I was still saying we can get we can get into the Champions League. Fuck that anymore. I mean, no way. <laughs> We'd be lucky to get Conference League at this rate because we can't even beat a Wolves team that got absolutely battered by United in midweek. Um, oh, oi, oi. This, this. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just can't. Can't do it anymore. Um, Chelsea fix up, and uh, and enjoy. I, we will enjoy the actual good part of Chelsea uh, in about fifteen minutes' time. Oh, hey, 
Yes, let's go. Just for women. Woohoo. Jessica Frota, final thoughts. Um, I'm concerned. Um, My final thoughts are that I'm concerned. I think think today was probably the most winnable game out of the the next ones that we're going to face because we're going to be, you know, Palace Palace away and then we have Spurs uh, and then Brentford away, Arsenal away. We have the, the... or no, I'm, I'm no, no, no. I'm, I'm looking at it wrong. It's, it's, it's Palace and then Aston Villa and then Man City. So in, in then Spurs, if, if they change the, the February, the one that was postponed. But, you know, this was the one that we had that it was a home game, um, and we were very, very poor. So I'm very, very concerned because we're gonna have a run of away games right now, and our away form has been abysmal. Um, we have the the fourth round again Aston Villa, and they just won. I think it was, was it five one against Sheffield. So, and they managed to rest a lot of players, um, and we had to keep running and, and trying to get something out of the game to lose four two. So, they also had one more day to rest. So I'm very very worried about it. Um, as for the manager, I just want him to keep things logical and simple. You know, you know where everybody knows that Nkuku likes to play with with a striker. So play Nkuku, play Nico, drop the players that are not playing well. Um, and that's, you know, the most obvious thing. And as for the, the long term, I would really, really like a director of football to oversee things for the future. Fair enough. And uh, you were excellent today, Jessica. Thank you for coming on. Um, my final thought... Okay. Well, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, thank you for having me. It's 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 an honor, and, and I'm very grateful to be able to talk with you guys. Oh, I don't know how honorable we are, but we do have a good time, and uh, you're you know you're one of my favorites, so of course. Um, yeah, this reminds me of the movie Moneyball. If you haven't watched Moneyball, it's in my top five best movies I've ever seen, and I'm a cinephile, so to say that it's that good is it's high praise. It's really really good. Brad Pitt plays the general manager of the Oakland A's and Philip Seymour Hoffman plays the coach. They call him the manager, but he's, he's the coach of the baseball team. Brad Pitt signs all these players because he has this vision of what the team should be batting lineup, who's starting first base, who's pitching, etc., etc. He says, this is the team that I want to play. And then the manager does not play the players that Brad Pitt's character selects. Because at the end of the day, the lineup card is the coaches. It's not the GMs. And I feel like this is the same thing that is happening at Chelsea. You know, because there's, there's a scene where Brad Pitt goes, I didn't pick the team for you, Art. And Philip Seerhoff goes, no shit, you didn't. He's like, but I think this is the same thing here, is that I think that these guys, this brain trust, has bought all these players with a specific vision of what this team is, and Pochettino is not executing the vision of the people that picked the team. I feel as though Connor Gallagher is nowhere near their idea of this team. And yet players like him are the first name on the team sheet. And so if I'm Win Stanley, Joe Shields, all these guys, and I'm watching these games and I'm looking at the lineup every time, I'm sure there is a few expletives screamed in the press box 
because every time they see the name Gallagher and Sterling, they're like, damn it. You're not allowing me to do my job correctly because you're not playing the players that we bought. It's the same thing here. Pochettino is clearly disregarding any input from the people that pick these players. He is doing his own thing, and it will be his demise. If he is not fired by tomorrow, he will be fired in June if he continues to play players like Connor Gallagher, who are fundamentally detrimental to this team. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Jessica, for coming on. It was a depressing subject matter, but it was a, there was a lot of good points made. And uh, this is the Blue Co. Project podcast. Thank you.